Hey everyone, Mark Kester here. Welcome to the Players NIL Podcast. I'd like to welcome my guest today, a big guy from Chicago. He's got a great story, really successful on and off the field, and I'm really, really excited to have Zach Novoselsky. Zach, yep. welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. I'm excited to be here. You know, uh, I love talking to athletes. It's kind of what we're building this brand around. I love talking to successful people. I love to, talking to young, energetic entrepreneurs. So you tick all those boxes off. So congratulations and thank you for giving us the time. Um, the format of this podcast is pretty straightforward. Zach, we're going to ask you three easy questions and just tell us, you know, in your own words, you know, how you would, you know, like people to think of the answers and what you want to share. And question number one is obviously you've been deeply involved in sports. Athletics been a big part of your life. Tell us a little bit about your childhood, about your early years, and maybe some of your first and memorable experiences around athletics. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here, and everything that you're creating is awesome. Um, and guys really need tools like this for education, and I'm excited to be able to share some wisdom. Uh, so like you just introed, my name is Zach Novoselsky uh, from Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Uh, my early introduction to sports was actually a little bit different than, than a lot of people's. My dad had the opportunity to play at the next level uh, in the NFL and played seven years with the Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and so my early uh, experiences with sports were a little bit different uh, because he, as soon as we could walk and run, wanted to play all types of sports. So football, basketball, baseball, you name it. Uh, so I was involved with everything under the sun. Uh, and with football, it actually took a bit of time because everything was by weight. Um, and so I came out uh, of actually of the womb, very oversized and never stopped growing. Um, and so by the time I was in third grade, I was the size of the eighth graders. So if I was going to play flag football or tackle football, uh, I was going to play with guys that were six, seven years older than me. Um, and so my dad said, you know what, we're not doing that. Uh, I think we're going to stick to baseball and basketball. Uh, so that's what I did up and up until uh, high school when I started to play tackle football for the first time. Uh, realized that there was some talent there. Um, and the fact that I was 6'5", 285 pounds didn't hurt. Um, and then ended up being able to earn a scholarship to go play at Western Michigan uh, and continued my football career there. But sports have been a huge part of my life uh, ever since I was young. Uh, the memories in the basement of playing catch with my dad um, all the way up through uh, college college years. So um, it's been awesome. Tell us about your neighborhood. Was it an active neighborhood? Basketball hoop in the driveway kind of thing? Basketball hoop in the driveway. Everyone would come over to the house to play. Uh, we had the neighbors a couple doors down who had some older kids uh, older siblings who would come in and rough us up. Uh, so it was always pretty competitive. Uh, we were always outside playing whatever game we, we wanted to. Um, so it was uh, definitely a competitive neighborhood. So when did you realize at what point in high school that, you know, you might have a chance to play at the next level being college? And when did you start to think about what those opportunities might be? Yeah, so freshman year, I was actually a tight end. 
Um, well, I take that back. Sophomore year, I was a tight end. Freshman All good athletes year. are tight ends, just so you know. <laughs> Freshman year, I was an offensive tackle. I, I don't think I can even call myself an offensive tackle because I didn't know how to lace up my my shoes or my pads or or anything like that. It was a struggle to get the equipment on, let alone play on the field. Um, sophomore year, went up to varsity, uh, sat behind uh, a guy who ended up going to play in the MAC as well, who was a senior. So they said, well, you could just be a tight end. So I went to be a tight end, caught one pass uh, for seven yards. I want that on the record, please. Um, <laughs> but uh, then went back to tackle junior year and senior year. Uh, and so around sophomore year, uh, I started talking to some coaches and realizing that there was an opportunity there, um, kept improving, kept getting bigger, stronger, faster. Um, and then when I really realized that there was an opportunity there and that would be my sole opportunity, is I was started looking into playing uh, college baseball. And so my mom, having dealt with a former NFL player as her husband, uh, who ended up having to leave football because of a neck injury and have two plates and seven screws in his neck, obviously wasn't thrilled to have me go play college football. She said, what about college baseball? That sounds like fun. So I said, you know what, why don't I take a look at that? Let's go to some showcases. Uh, and what ended up happening is these coaches would see the 6'5", 295-pound first baseman and ask me what position I played in football. Mm. Uh, and so that's kind of when I realized, you know what, maybe football's the way to go. Uh, I ended up getting recruited by P.J. Fleck to Western Michigan, uh, and the rest is history. Well, that's awesome. It's a great story. And, you know, it's great. I think it's a great lesson for kids to play multiple sports. There's an argument uh, for and against that, but I'm in the affirmative that uh, multiple sports and general athletics is really what gets you. At the end of the day, what got you to college was your size and your intelligence and your work ethic. But, uh, you know, playing multiple sports helped your athletic ability, I'm sure. No doubt. So you go to college and you're part of an incredible recruiting class. You go to play for the famous Coach Fleck and the Honestly, a school that a lot of, not a lot of people knew before you got there, but obviously on-field success brought off-field experiences. Tell us about, you know, the on-field success and some of the off-field experiences. Yeah, well, it, it started with belief and faith, uh, belief and faith that the youngest coach in the country who was talking about rowing a boat uh, with a school that had the mascot of Broncos, uh, that a lot of people at my, my high school and people who I talked to uh, didn't un quite understand what was going on over there. Uh, and it took a lot of faith uh, to put that recruiting class together and have us all band together. We were the first recruiting class by a long shot all, all together um, that year that we were recruited in 2013. Uh, and then went in in 2014 uh, and obviously had had some great seasons there uh, with Coach Fleck and Western. Got the opportunity to go to the Cotton Bowl, the MAC Championship, uh, the Idaho Potato Bowl, the Bahamas Bowl, uh, and had a lot of success with, with players there on the field um, and then also off of it. So got have plenty of teammates who are playing on NFL rosters right now. One of one, uh, one of them who is on the Cincinnati Bengals uh, going to be playing in the Super Bowl. So that is exciting for Darius Phillips. Um, but it, it's incredible to see not only what was produced on the field, but the type of people off of it. Um, and that was huge to me in recruiting. That's awesome. And, you know, it's just part of the college athletic experience that I love so much is, you know, the growth, the opportunities, 
the, the, the relationships and all those things that will stick with you for the rest of your life. So uh, fast forward to question number two. You've used athletics to you know, propel yourself through high school and into a college opportunity. Athletics gave you an incredible experience on the field and off the field. Tell us about your professional career and how you bring athletics into uh, what you're currently working on, which is buzzu.tech. For those that want to go check it out, buzzu.tech. Tell us what that's all about. Yeah, so started the entrepreneurial bug uh, right out of college. I'd had a couple different businesses. And then about 10 months ago, I uh, started to think about the opportunity of college athletes being able to monetize off their name, image, and likeness, which is NIL. Uh, and started thinking about former teammates and a former teammate of mine that stuck out, Dwayne Eskridge, uh, who was a standout wide receiver at Western Michigan, ended up getting drafted in the second round uh, by the Seahawks and started thinking about a guy like that. If NIL had passed already, how would he have gotten deals? Uh, you're in a billion dollar market of Kalamazoo, uh, where millions and millions of dollars are flowing through athletics. How would a guy like that be making deals at the local level? Because nationally, he wasn't necessarily that guy to start the season. By the end of the season, everyone was talking about him. He was drafted and he, he was one of the top guys in the country. But at the beginning, it wasn't that because he was coming off of an injury year. So a guy like that, how was he going to make these deals when he's not the Trevor Lawrence uh, of, of, of college football where everyone's after him, right? And the more that I thought about it and talked to these guys, the more I realized they're not going to make deals. They, they are, they're both student at, they're a student and they're an athlete. So they have two full-time positions. You go to class, make sure you are eligible for the game on Saturday and you go out on Saturday and you perform. Those are two full-time jobs. You are not your own agent. You're not a marketing professional. You're not any of these things. So one, how do you know how much you're worth? If someone comes to you and says, I want to pay you $50, how do you know you're not worth 500? Second of all, if no one's coming to you, who do you go to? How do you have those conversations? So I realized that there was going to be a huge void for about 98% of college athletes, specifically football players that weren't going to be making these deals. And so I started thinking, how could I help them? How could I get them tools so that they can make these NIL deals? One way to do that is become the agent become the two-sided marketplace. And that's what a lot of these companies have done. Where I wanted to go with it was bigger. I wanted to go to the data. I wanted to say, how do you know who's most marketable at each college town in terms of athletes? And what if you could put a number based on that? And what I started to see as the NIL world picked up, which obviously July 1st is when everything, all the floodgates open, is that there were a couple other people doing this. However, they were treating these athletes like influencers. So they were going after how many followers you have, what's your engagement look like, specifically like you're a social media influencer. My challenge to that is athletes are not necessarily just social media influencers. Athletes are brands. Everyone knows these guys' names because on Saturdays, guys or girls, depending on what sport you're playing, because they're on TV, they have people in the stands, they are more than just that influencer. So my challenge was, how do we create these marketability rates to measure all of that? Uh, a guy that I'm close with, who actually I played uh, with his family in high school, Aiden O'Connell, who's the quarterback for Purdue. Uh, up until a couple of weeks ago, he had no social media. You would have thought we were living in 20 years ago. <laughs> all he did was ball out in the field, a, four, a 
fourth string quarterback walk on who's now the guy breaking records uh, and has an, has an incredible, incredible story and career. But you wouldn't have known that he existed if you just looked on social media. But my argument to that is he just threw for 534 yards in the bowl game in a win over Tennessee. He's that guy. Everyone on campus knows who he is. So his buzz and his marketability isn't just tied to the fact that he has 5,000 followers. By the way, I can go pay for 20,000 followers overseas with five grand and manipulate those scores. So what we ended up doing is creating these marketability rates through software and through data analytics to figure out based on how you're performing, the social media analytics of how other people are talking about you and also search engine analytics to figure out what your buzz score is out of a hundred around the entire country. Well, that's, it's awesome. And uh, you know, I love it because it puts the student athlete in a position where they can measure themselves against others and change that. And in the players NIL, as an educational platform, you know, we'd like to talk to some of those guys and gals that aren't happy with their buzz score and would like to change that, right? And we think yeah. we have some ways to do that. But so you get a buzz score, a brand comes to you, how do you know what the value really is? Yeah, so what we've done is we've looked at data that's come in so far of the deals. So what's happening is the top, call it 50, 50, players of these sports are making five, six, seven figure uh, type deals, which you're not seeing across the entire country. You're seeing a much lower 100, 200, $300 range per partnership, where that's where we put into these buckets of, okay, locally, if you're at a 80 buzz score, here's what that player can usually command so that you have some sort of idea of where you're at and that you're in the ballpark uh, because you're really just flying blind. If you don't know, there's no way to know if I come to you and, and direct message you on Instagram and say, Hey, I've got a deal for a hundred dollars. That's a hundred dollars. You didn't have yesterday, but if you're, if you're worth a thousand dollars, all of a sudden you're losing out on $900 of value that you don't know you had. And so everyone is trying to figure that out, including the schools of how can we give these players more tools? And a lot of it is structured around the compliance and the education piece, which is huge. I wouldn't downplay that at all. It's, it's massive. But at the same time, you need to close the circle with what am I worth and how do I get these deals? I love it. It's great. So it's buzzyou.tech. What are your social handles? Let the people know where they can follow you. So follow us on Instagram, buzzu underscore software. Uh, that's where we're really active, where we, we show new players on the platform. Uh, we show some NIL news and quotes, uh, and we're real active there. So follow that. Uh, and then you can, you can look up our website, like you said, buzzu.tech, uh, and see everything we're up to on there. Perfect. Great. Okay. Third and final question. You're now the senior veteran experienced dude, right? You've gone through all of this. You're starting your own tech company. You've made, you know, all of these relationships, all of these experiences. Go back, Zach, you're a junior in high school. You could talk to yourself. What advice would you give to the young Zach Novoselsky? And what could you do to help him prepare for name, image, and likeness? Yeah, I think this is huge. Um, and I think that it's a conversation that needs to be had more. Um, I think that a lot of players that finish, especially after college, uh, it's go clean your locker out and go, go move on. Um, there needs to be more conversation here surrounding what that transition looks like, either from high school to college, college to professional. 
uh, and more people really opening up that conversation. I think that what I would tell myself is run your own race. Um, and what I mean by that is it, throughout my high school career and, and college career, it was so easy to look at Instagram, to look at Facebook, to look everywhere else and, and compare yourself to everyone else and say, that person has more followers, that person's going there, that person looks like they're having more fun over there. But you're running your own race. And that's what I realized once I finished college is you can compare yourself to whoever you want. But if your version of success is completely different than the other person, you're comparing yourself to a different race. If my version of success is to visit every single country in the world, and your version of success is to make $100 million in business, our versions of success look vastly different. So I can't look at you and say, he's made $50 million because I'm doing what I want to do. So it's, it's tough. It's easier to, to say than to do, but to put those blinders on and say, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, this is what's going to make me happy. And this is what I, I was meant to do and do that because there's a lot of outside noise of you need to make this amount of money. You need to live here. You need to have these flashy materialistic items. Do what you want to do. At the end of the day, you have to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, you know what, this is the life I'm supposed to live. And no one has it figured out. That's the other thing that I would tell myself as, as a high school, as a high school kid is you start to look at yourself and wonder how come I'm, I'm where I'm at and how come I'm not there? no one has it figured out. The people that are, are getting ahead and, and becoming successful in their own realm are figuring out as they go uh, and making mistakes so that they don't make them again. So don't beat yourself up about where you're at right now. Just realize that in order to get where you want in the future, uh, you have to take those small baby steps every day and you'll end up getting there. Great advice. You're, uh, you're wise beyond your years, my friend. And uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think if you can follow those guidelines, you'll find happiness, you'll find success on and off the court and the field. And Zach Novoselsky, thank you very much. Buzzu.tech. For those that want to check it out, follow him on Instagram. What's that Instagram handle again? Buzzu underscore software. Mark, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to see what the players on IL does. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you uh, spent this time with me. Thank you, my friend. It was, it's really enjoyable and uh, great advice. Appreciate it.